Welcome to the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. The concepts discussed in this podcast are for informational purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is intended or formed by this podcast. No legal advice is intended in the substance of this podcast. Feel free to check out our website, www.goformandlaw.com. Enjoy the show and welcome your hosts, Jake Wayman and Sam Foreman. Thank you for joining us for another episode of How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. We want to help you buy or sell successfully. We're in an initial series of about 12 episodes providing an overview of how deals work and covering key concepts. On our last episode, we just talked about how much work your deal is going to take. And today we're going to talk about how much your deal may cost and how to understand what what drives that cost. My name is Sam Foreman. I'm a business attorney here in Wichita. We serve clients in Missouri and Kansas. I work with a lot of folks who are buying and selling businesses. One of my favorite things to do this time of year as we are now in fall is to go to the pumpkin patch during a, a particularly dry season and have dust and rocks blown directly into my eyeball. And, and my co-host today is Jacob Wayman. That's why I've been avoiding the pumpkin patches. No, my my name is Jake Wayman. I, my wife and I are the owners of the Orange Theory Fitness Studios here in Wichita. And I also work with an organization called Hub International, and I help organizations purchase and strategize around their health insurance. That's terrific. As I mentioned today, we're going to talk about how much is your deal going to cost. And to start with, I want to talk about what are some gen- general principles that drive cost. Next, we'll talk about you know, what are some soft costs, some of the things that may not show up in an exact dollar amount that ends up on your financial statement? Mm-hmm. And then what are some of the hard costs that go into it? One of the key things to flag f- for folks as they're thinking about this is every deal is different. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a lot of general ranges and generalities. And um, the key is make sure that you're informed, that you understand what drives it, um, and that you understand how it can change during the deal process because the deal moves quickly. There's a lot of things that can, that can happen on a dime that can really change the cost. And you want to be aware of how that can happen so that you avoid any surprises as you're going through. So let's talk about some of the general principles of what drives the deal cost. One of the first keys is under, understanding what is the complexity of the deal? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how complex is it? Um, you know, one way of thinking about it is, is how many deals are actually being done in that one deal? Cause mm-hmm. you might have you know, the purchase, which is between the buyer and the seller, you might have a key employment agreement with a key executive that has its own flavor. There might be a rollover equity piece that involves other entities. There could be, you know, a third party arrangement that has to get worked out. There can be a financing and investing component. Mm-hmm. And then you have to marry all of these different components with all of these different parties who aren't always going to share the same interests together. And the more of those you add on, the more complexity that's mm-hmm. added on the more you end up with the waterfall where something changes over here and then it drives a change over here, which drives a change over there. And so understand that complexity is, is really important. Well, I think with that is it goes back to our previous episode of that due diligence. You know, Mm -hmm. these are a lot of things that need to be discussed ahead of time with the purchase of a business of, you Mm -hmm. know, what, who are all the players, you know, what's going on in in that, in that, then that business. And then, you know, that, that knowing that complexity is what's going to drive a lot of the cost in it because the more complex, it's probably going to be a little bit more, more pricier, yep. but you know what? Sometimes those 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 big risks are w- worth big gains too. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's where diligence is really important, and getting enough diligence to where you know enough to properly structure the deal to make it work the way it needs to. Another factor that drives it is the size of the deal, and the size of the deal is not all related to the complexity. I've had 
deals where the purchase price is $0 (laughs) that were more complex than deals that were, you know, much, much bigger than that. And so, you know, what's the nature of the assets that those are important, but the size of the deal usually is, is related to how much the deal is going to cost because the more expensive it is, the more you're paying as the buyer, the more risk you have in it, Mm -hmm. the more you care about the little details Mm -hmm. and making sure that they're, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Another one that drives it is time pressure. The more compressed the timeline is on the deal, um, the more you have to work on multiple functions of the deal all at once, mm-hmm. the less flexibility you have to plan the most cost effective path. Sometimes folks think that, well, I've got less time, which means that <clears throat> the cost of the deal is going to be smaller as well. Sometimes that's true because it's just, well, we don't have as much time to do the job the way we would normally you yeah. know, want it to be done. But but frequently it actually means that multiple things have to be worked on yeah. at the same time, which can actually yeah. increase costs. I mean, in my opinion, I actually like the time pressure mm-hmm. because it puts something yep. on deadlines. You know, yeah. you know, you have to get stuff done. And, you know, that's I know it's kind of back on a previous mm-hmm. episode, but I mean, the time pressure is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with it. Agree with you on that. One of the things we've gotten a lot better about helping understand and and orient our services towards is we want to help folks focus on value first and cost second. And that's where time, time, you know, having enough urgency to get the right deal done, Mm -hmm. you know, on time can really be a value creator for folks. Relation, relational dynamics. I mean, this is one that I've gained a deeper appreciation for, particularly over the last couple of years, is that if there's one thing that can blow a budget, faster than anything else. It's not what you find in due diligence, although that can certainly happen there as well. It's the relationships. The relationships are toxic or adversarial or people aren't getting along. You know, everything can take, you know, just more time, more expense to resolve. And so understanding those early on in the process and how those are going to impact is really important. And then understanding how many key issues are involved. It's not just the number of moving pieces. It's how significant are the pieces that move and making sure that you're tracking with those. You know, if you have um, a large complex deal, but you know, there aren't really any key issues to work out. Nobody's on the same page that can go relatively smoothly. If you have a small deal where there's lots of key issues that people really, really care about that can have, you know, even a, even a bigger price tag than some of the bigger deals that you might see. And then, and then additionally understanding what for your team that you're paying to do the deal for you, what is their scope of work? For example, sometimes, you know, we'll be dealing with a really sophisticated client who has the ability to do most of the due diligence themselves. Mm. They've got enough ability to do that where we feel comfortable excluding that from our services or limiting our involvement on that. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just like, nope, that's not for us. <laughs> yep. And so understanding what that is and and what things other folks are going to be doing as well so that the process is managed efficiently. So, so those are some general principles about what drives the deal and how much it costs. Next, let's talk about soft costs. These are some of the things that aren't going to show up in the balance sheet, but you really need to think about them and you think about how much is your deal going to cost and how you approach it. I think the first one is time with family, you know, community activities, other things that you might have to eliminate from your from your calendar so that you can or might have to get chipped away at <clears throat> so that you can get the deal done and be able to do the deal work. And my advice is always, you know, safeguard these items first. <laughs> but mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, everything's got to give a little bit. And sometimes that means, yeah. you know, time with family and community activities has got to give a little bit as well. But well, and Sam, you mentioned this at a previous, is like setting those expectations with mm-hmm. your family, you yeah. know, and, and knowing that it is going to be like a second job, you know, right. when you do that and right. going with that with eyes wide open, because, yeah. you know, that's even, it's a soft cost. Absolutely. But, you know, setting those expectations early yeah. on. I think setting those expectations and then right along with it, 
making sure that you're really safeguarding some sacred time that can't be touched during the process, I think really, really helps to make sure that those are, those are attended to properly. Some of the other soft costs is your time. That's really an opportunity cost. But you know, if your time, you know, say on the sell side, for example, is focused on doing the deal, particularly if it's focused on doing things that other people could do for you on the deal, you can end up depleting value because you're not involved in sales. You're not involved in leadership. You're not involved in taking care of critical relationships. And so that's a cost that people really need to pay attention to and understand as they're planning their process up Mm -hmm. front is how do they make sure to get the most value out of their total process and understanding the the value of their time as well. Another another item is is understanding employees' time. You know, how much when you're on the sales side in particular, you know, how much of your employees' time is going into the sale process versus going into, you know, in the, you know, to your customers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we talked about a little bit with respect to your time, but the other is the opportunity costs. And whether you're on the sell side or the buy side, you have opportunity costs. Mm-hmm. You're giving up other opportunities that you could otherwise pursue. And in, in a way, all of these items are, you know, some form of opportunity costs, but, yep. but things to be keeping track of. You know, next, let's talk about hard costs. What are some of the hard costs that go into it? And we will take our crack at what are some, what are some ranges that these might typically fall into. So we'll talk about some that apply to both parties and some that apply just to the seller and some that apply just to the buyer. You know, for, for both parties, you know, you, you're, you're probably going to be dealing with on both sides. On an M&A transaction, it's a pretty good rule of thumb nationally that it's going to cost somewhere in the 1% to 2% range of the total purchase price for, for a you know, reasonable scope of work on, on the legal side of things. Um, what I've seen in my practice is anywhere from, I'd say, half a percent on the very low end to things that get all the way up into the 10% range. And it's all driven by all of those other factors. And, and what we try to do and what we would encourage, you know, all of our listeners to do as you're talking to, as you're talking to your professional team and getting budgets from them, as you're planning to make your deal a successful process is make sure that you talk through with them. What are some of those things that are going to be cost drivers so that they have the benefit of the information that you have so that they can give you as realistic of a range as possible so that you can plan appropriately because, you know, the deal costs themselves can break the economics of a deal if they're not thoughtfully gone through. And of course, you know, for everybody, there's going to be surprises you can't, you can't plan for, but you want to be a thorough in your process. Good, good process generally leads to good. Accounting can be similar. It all just depends on the deal. I hate to be the, well, it depends, but (laughs) it does, you know, depending on how much tax advice is needed and how much financial due diligence is involved. You know, sometimes the accounting or the financial firm can be even more involved and more expensive than the legal, the legal folks and can create even more value. I, I shouldn't say can create even more value. I'll give our counterparts in the accounting field more credit. They, they will often create more value than anybody else on the team when they structure things properly because they'll help save tax dollars when things are allocated properly. I mean, those are really high value items and they need to be attended to properly. Third party consents. You know, who has to be paid (laughs) to consent to the transaction? You know, every now and then you run into one where a third party won't consent to the transaction who needs to without some kind of payment. We were on a deal recently where that happened and, you know, it was a meaningful amount of money. And so those are things where you got to track those early on so that you can you can budget for them. Taxes on the transaction, particularly if you're on the sell side, there's going to be money that's got to go into it. You need to understand what those are you know, from an income tax perspective. Sometimes there's sales tax, depending on how the deal is structured, that might apply that the buyer 
for example, might need to pay. Then you got to think about what are the other service providers on the deal? There might be a, you might be a subject matter expert or consultant that you're paying in the transaction as well. Then you got lean and litigation searches, other just, you know, incidental transactional costs. You know, you should be able to rely on your professional advisors that you're talking to about budgets to make sure that those are properly planned for. And then of course, post-closing costs. You know, always think through, you know, what are the funds that you're going to need to spend afterwards? Make sure that your professional team is paying attention to that for you so that they're making sure that you go in eyes mm-hmm. wide open. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the car, hard costs from the sell side. You know, sometimes folks are dealing with an investment banker. It could be dealing with a business broker. <coughs> Excuse me. Depending on the size of the deal, those those fees, you know, for somebody who's helping sell the business can be all the way up to 10% of the purchase price. You know, it's all going to depend on the size of the deal, who you're working with. But let me tell you, those folks, when they do their jobs and they do them really well, and there's a lot of them that do, man, they just create a ton of value. I mean, we were on a deal recently where you know, the folks in that role, I mean, just the amount of value they created, it was incredible worth absolutely every penny. And so finding a really good provider in that space, understanding what they charge and then creating sufficient expectations for them to earn that fee can, can really create a lot of value on the sell side. And another one's debt payoff on the seller side. You got to be budgeting for that, making sure that that's going to be taken care of. If there's prepayment penalties, other kinds of things that have to be taken care of. That's got to be in line. And then continuity and severance payments. I mean, that team needs to stick frequently. That's where a lot of the value is, is it's in the people. It's a service business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's making sure that they stick on that transaction. And then, you know, in terms of hard costs for the buyer, yeah, there's all the items we mentioned before. There's some that we don't have time to cover here, but uh, there's also, of course, the purchase price and thinking about what portion of that if there's financing involved has to come to the table at closing, mm-hmm. how much needs to be planned for post-closing cash flow and those items. Well, and something yeah. too with the hard costs that are from a buyer standpoint, I mean, mm-hmm. all the parties you're going to be working with, you know, be open and honest with them about, you know, the process and how you're going to pay them and everything too. I mean, mm-hmm. there can be negotiations around, hey, let's set it up on a payment plan post-close and we'll mm-hmm. get, you know, we'll pay it off within a few months of it. Because like you said, on the legal side, I mean, those numbers can add up. You know, yeah. and if you're, you yeah. know, over a million dollars, I mean, you're looking at a minimum. If you're, if you're talking 1%, you're looking at $10,000 right? and, you know, yeah. and then that scales up from there. So I think it's like from a buyer standpoint where I've been at is the costs are much more than just the purchase price and knowing right. that because right. there are a lot of things that have to, to go into getting a deal done. And it's mm-hmm. much more than just, Oh, Hey, we agreed to buy this business for X dollars. Right. There's also Y dollars that are a part of it. There's, there's, there's Z dollars a part of it. Then there's, you know, ABC, whatever. Yeah. There are all of the alphabet letters. Yes, there are. No, those are, those are good advice. Understand those payment terms, understand how the cash flows work. It's not mm-hmm. just the total budget, yeah. but it's also understanding the timing and how those things are going to work yep. and what, what kind of cash you're getting from the deal, what kind mm-hmm. of cash flow you're getting from the deal. And other, But planning up front is, is really, really important because it puts you in a position to make the best decisions to optimize your priorities. So we've talked about some general principles that drive costs. We've talked about some soft costs. We've talked about some hard costs. And, and kind, of, kind of to wrap it up, you know, I hope that's some really helpful information for folks. Give them kind of a checklist to go through, to think through, you know, how much is actually going to go into the deal. And if you're on the sell side, how much is actually going to come out of the deal? Jacob, what's kind of your number one thought or number one takeaway from today for folks? I think it's, it's, 
you know, very, it's what I touched on it a little bit ago. It's like knowing that the costs go much, much more beyond the hard costs go much more beyond the purchase price mm -hmm. and knowing that the, you need a budget for that. I think right. your, your parameters of like, you know, thinking about between like one and two, 3%, even probably, I would say plan for 5% mm -hmm. of the deal just to be on the safe side, just to, you know, give yourself some breathing room to know that's how mm -hmm. much money you have to put into yeah. it. And, and better to take a little bit of extra time to do your deal the way you mm -hmm. want to, to best achieve your priorities than yep. to try to cut the wrong corners. Yep. I think my number one thought from today is remember the value of your time. Mm -hmm. You're the person who's best positioned to create more value per dollar than anybody else on your entire team. And you need to own that space and you need to have the confidence to know you want to pay other people for the things where they create you know, more value per hour than you do because you can focus your time on the things that create more value than anybody else on your team. You know, go own that space, build that culture, build that leadership, you know, make those sales, do all those other things that are going to drive the biggest value mm -hmm. for you. Prepare for integration so that you're ready to hit the ground and go win and kick some butt and take some names. Jacob, tell us, give us one more uh, wellness tip for folks as they're going through their deal process. Eat alphabet soup. Eat alphabet soup. No, I all, love it. All, Eat soup, folks. All, 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 all kidding, all kidding aside, I would say, you know, it's going back on what you were mentioning, your time. Yeah. You know, it, it's understanding, you know, you know, you only have 24 hours in a day and making sure that they're allocated in the best and putting the, your top priorities first. And, you know, yeah. and, and for me, that's my family. And for those, it may be something else. But, mm -hmm. you know, look at your 24 hours a day and making sure that it, you're allocating them properly. Yeah, no, that's that's terrific. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Join us next time as we talk about how to maximize um, the value out of your deal budget. Thank you for joining us today. For future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please check out our website at www.goformanlaw.learning.